0: you mm-hmm. and welcome to One Controller Port Podcast. Episode eighty-one. I'm Benjamin Yoder. Here to talk to you today about video games. Although I don't have <laughs> I don't even have a sheet of notes today. I, I waited to the very last second this weekend to record because I, I feel like I don't have a ton to talk about today, but we'll see where we go. I think it's gonna be kind of an all over the place episode, so <laughs> So, we'll see what happens. Um but yeah, uh this weekend I haven't really done too much. I I went ahead and um I beat Mega Man 11. Um and my my thoughts really haven't changed um since then on 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 that from when I talked about it last week and then I have a quick play stream going up this week um of Mega Man 11 and I my my feelings kind of just are where they are um uh basically I think it's a great you know entry point in the series and I think it's good from like a a standard like oh this is a Mega Man game I think it's a good one of those um but it didn't really do what I wanted it to do um but I still have a lot I think what I really was surprised with Mega Man 11 is that I have a lot like respect for the game I guess if that makes sense like for what it does do it does very well um just personally that wasn't what I was looking for but I do know Mega Man fans just kinda of want Mega Man at this point. <laughs> so it's been I think it's been like eight years since Mega Man 10 or something like that. Or or it's getting close to that. So um so I'm not surprised people were just like, I just want you to make that video game uh again. So I so I beat that. Really didn't think too much about it. Um I, I we used all the upgrades to do the wily Castle section just because I was like, eh, I'm good. I'm good with this game. I'm ready for it to be done. So I went ahead and finished that up. Uh, and then I just played a little bit more Final Fantasy 14 this weekend as well. Nothing nothing really new there. I played like the weird MOBA mode, which is like, it's weird. It's like, um I'm trying to think of how many players it is, but it's like uh, you have like two lanes and you just have like, alliances and alliances of people so i think mobas typically are like six to eight people this is like a ridiculous number of people um which is kind of nice because then i don't have to uh, shoulder any responsibility really (laughs) i just kind (laughs) of walk around and hit people uh and i'm i'm playing a tank i'm sure there's a strategy there but uh but for me just jumping in and trying it out it wasn't a wasn't anything anything that that intensive which was was kind of nice um I did play a little bit of uh, um, Blue Breaker Burst, not Blue Breaker Burst, sorry, Blue Breaker over the weekend, which if you don't know, I did a video on Blue Breaker Burst, like a fighting game spin off of Blue Breaker. Blue Breaker is like this um, JRPG for the PCFX. Uh, it was it developed by, development by Hunex. Um I'm trying to think of what else they did to, to really note, but um, yeah, they, they basically do a bunch of like visual novels and Otoma games these days. Um... But yeah, so I, I I realized after I got my PCFX, I never put Blue Breaker in. <laughs> I bought Blue Breaker years ago because I was using Magic Engine FX, which is like a a license uh, or a uh, a PCFX emulator that requires a license. But I stopped using it because it wasn't really getting what I wanted done. Like like I was having issues where like the backgrounds would be disappearing in some games. It was it wasn't particularly clean, so that's why part of why I went to just getting a PCFX is it's a lot easier to record footage from that thing. And sometimes things would happen. And I'm like, I don't know if this is just a black background or if there's a background that's supposed to be here and it's just gone. <laughs> um, so I, I played that a bit, which is interesting because that game it's like a dating sim RPG, and it's very linear as far as I can tell. Where basically you go. Between pl- paths between areas, and there's like this bar at the bottom, and you just kind of move left and right and get into fights while you move left and right. And then once you hit the end of the bar, you kind of hit the next area. It's kind of like Dragon Quest Swords or something like that, where where you're basically on rails, essentially. Um, and so you take different girls out with you to fight, and then you 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 run down this path, and there's like some battle mechanics. Basically, there's like an auto attack that that they're hitting each other, and then um there's a a like a I guess a square command menu. You can pause time and then give orders. There's like spells and, and skills. There's like a couple of orders at the bottom of the screen. I think one might be defend and one might be attack, but I'm not really sure what they were. I, I got to figure it out. It's all in Japanese and that's kind of the hard thing. Um, is that unlike something like a Team Innocent where everybody's talking with dialogue so you can kind of figure out what's going on with the story just based off the conversations and the animations happening, uh, the main character in in Blue Breaker is a silent protagonist who is basically has no face. So you, it really feels like you're only getting like half the conversation. So it's not as involving as other Japanese games I've played where you can kind of feel it out um you just kind of get quite a bit of silence and then all of a sudden uh, all of a sudden the girl reacts and then she like gets mad at you because you selected the wrong option because you have no idea what the options are there's like six options on the screen and all of them were wrong except one and I was like oh my gosh she just keeps yelling at you every time you select the wrong one I'm guessing there's like a relationship bar there that just like goes down every time you select the wrong option um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. I'd, I would like to sit down and play through that game entirely. I just kind of put it in just cause I'd never put it in before and, and I enjoyed it for what it was, but I, I think it's going to be a lot more challenging than Bluebreaker Burst 2 even was, uh, Bluebreaker Burst 2, you didn't play as the silent protagonist guy. He was kind of like a side character, even though he's kind of still the main plot in a lot of ways. Um, so you had a lot of the dialogue happening between two of the different characters, so you could kind of figure stuff out. Or this one, you just got to sit there and listen, and then and then the other character, or not even listen, but you sit there and wait for, for the other character to react to whatever the main character is saying, and you have no idea what the main character is saying, basically. Or even getting a vibe for what he, what kind of dialogue is being said. Um, so, yeah. Um, I did have a DL site coupon that came up, so I did buy some additional games uh, from DL site, which if you don't know a DL site, it's like a dojin uh, site where where basically people can list their games digitally pretty easily you can buy physical doujin games online um but i i haven't seen a lot of reliable resources for that I'm, I'm sure somebody out there probably knows i've definitely viewed a few sites that maybe have like 20 30 games but they're typically typically a pretty small library of stuff and because it's not like inventory they're getting restocked and selling um it doesn't they just sell what they have, basically. Um, so, so that's something I would like to to get more involved in at some point is like actual physical copies of Dogen games. Um, but in the meantime, I had like a ten percent coupon off, so I bought a uh, Water Leaves, uh, big tree of Mizugami. Which is basically, if you know Blueport J, it's another one of those games where it's like underwater swimming stuff. I'm not sure what the type of game this is. It's like, there's definitely an exploration aspect to it. But semi, I don't know if isometric is the right word. Because I think it is a behind the back camera kind of thing. But it's a lot more, it seems like it's a lot more about land travel. And like kind of a, a flat environment. There, there's definitely like rooms and platforming and stuff in the 3D space but i guess you'd call it a lot more like rudimentary compared to like Blueport J. I think it came out before Blueport J too. So, our Blueport J as well. Um so i i think it's just an earlier game in that series, but I, I haven't really seen what the gameplay is, what the the end goal is. It is in English. A lot of those Fox eye games get translated, which is great. Um i don't think all of them do. But uh most most of them do. Uh Actually, I think all of them have been translated, except for maybe some of the digital books. But I'm, eh, I'm not really interested in like the digital digital comic stuff uh, as often. As, eh, eh, I'm sure I could be interested if there's something that, that was like drawing me in. But I think at this point, I'd rather just focus on like fox eyes games and stuff. And I already, I also picked up uh, 24 Tokyo, which was a Studio Busk title. Which um, Studio Busk was like three, I think, three guys who were veterans of, like... I don't even know. I don't even know who they are, I guess. <laughs> but basically, it seemed like three main developers. Um, and they made a couple of titles. But I think as of 2015, they kind of just... Or 2017, I think they just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Um, but they put out this, uh, this uh, visual novel called 24 Tokyo. And the reason I was interested in it mainly was because the uh, artist for it was uh, Jin Kobayashi. Which is... Uh, the School Rumble and Natsuno Arashi artist. Um, I was a big fan of School Rumble a long time ago. I haven't watched it recently to say if I still am a big fan or not. My taste in anime has changed quite a bit. I feel like over the years, although I feel like recently it's been coming kind of full circle to some extent and I'm kind of coming back in behind on the harem stuff, but for different reasons other than the like the girl aspect for it. Although I don't know if I ever started from the girl aspect of it. I'd have to think about it. I don't know. I definitely, I've always, I've, I've I think I've always been kind of uh, poo poo on ha- harem. Harem. I always called it harm. So I think harem is a better sounding wor- word than harem. Harem sounds like you're saying ham or something to me, <laughs> but I think it's actually harem uh, or harem. Um, so, but yeah, this is like a detective title. Um, and just Jin did the art for it. It's got quite a bit of style. Uh, it looks like most of the, the individual like story, uh, Pages are basically unique and are unique drawings for the most part. I do think there is some stock art they kind of flip around, but I don't think you're getting a lot of the, the like character portraits standing on the left and right side of the screen talking to each other. Um, there's no voice acting as far as I can tell though, which I think I think I'm starting to really appreciate how much having Japanese voice acting really helps improve the entertainment of a story-based game. Uh, if you don't know Japanese, I think it really lets you kind of absorb the conversations a bit more i'll talk about, more about it and when i do my team innocent video which is, is coming along actually pretty well team innocent video but i'll talk about that towards the end um but yeah it's just like a like a dark moody detective uh uh story as far as i can tell the main character pretty much just looks like tenma from <laughs> school rumble i kind of wish she looked different she doesn't look very uh inspired <laughs> but but i don't know maybe it's just because i don't know the character very well at this point I, I i would like to sit down and play through it but um <coughs> Excuse me. They said that there is going to be they were going to look into English translation a couple years ago and I had asked them about it on a uh, Twitter, but but I think I'm pretty sure I mean they haven't posted anything in like almost 2 years now. So, I'm going to guess that it's probably not happening. There's like 3 episodes and I think only episode 1 is for sale on dl site maybe it's the other episodes are available otherwise but I'm, I'm not sure i didn't do a ton of research i did find that there was like a comic cat where they sold the soundtrack which the soundtrack is really good i was trying to think of what i could compare the soundtrack to but honestly i can't <laughs> i can't remember like there's something very specific i'm trying to compare it to it might be like the world ends with you is what it kind of reminds me of a little bit i there's a there's actually a soundtrack sampler that i'll go ahead and link in the um in the, in the description that kind of goes through a lot of the soundtracks. I think it might be from a, a sampler for episode two, which I don't know if it came out or not. So, so yeah, so I got that. And it was like, um, <laughs> so I put the 10% coupon on and then like deals like glitched out and didn't give you the 10% coupon, but there are on sale as well. So I got them for like $20 for all of it. Um so water release is something I definitely want to check out. I do want to do something eventually with foxeye games as a whole. Um, there's a great page, a uh, TV tropes page for foxeye games if you if you're from, uh, curious about them that kind of goes in depth about like what um what they what the water theme does for those games in terms of a gameplay mechanic um it's it's why i like the game and i was i was maybe I wasn't surprised to see somebody else kind of catch on to that but maybe surprised to see somebody else write about it so intelligently i guess um it's hard with those kind of games because a, a lot of them get kind of put up as like erotic games and i feel like those kind of games typically don't get talked about unless they're on like a a board where people are like i I like Drowning, therefore I would like the Drowning games that to turn me on. And then people talk about, oh, I like the Drowning game too. You should try this Drowning game. Um, which is, you know, I think that's fine if you're just looking to enjoy the game for however you want. Um, but in terms of like having it like a... Examining it as a video game, um, I, I desire more out of that conversation. Uh, I would love to do more of that stuff at some point, but we'll see. Um, there's There's i don't really know the right place for that content i guess um but yeah there's a there's a great tv tropes page most of fox eyes games are are a like have no nudity and stuff like that but they definitely have an erotic aspect to it just so you keep that in mind um i think it's plenty enjoyable without that aspect from personal experience drowning girls does not do anything for me i'm sorry but uh it does something for me in terms of gameplay i think it introduces a really interesting gameplay mechanic to every one of their games it it creates a theme like a theme to the gameplay almost between all all of their games it's it's it's, i really like that aspect of fox eyes games uh let's keep going with like the the erotic talk man they uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's let's just go. Let's talk about Mithra's legs. <laughs> um, uh, if you didn't see, like, in uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, there's, like, that whole spirit system, which they said is new to this game. It's really pretty similar to, like, the sticker system from Brawl, I think it was, where you could get stickers of different characters and stuff. And... Um, I never liked that system very much just because it fi- felt kinda pointless. I'm gonna guess the spirit system's also gonna feel kinda pointless, but they did definitely build it out at the very least, so we'll see. I need to order my copy of Smash Brothers Ultimate, I forgot about that. Uh, I should do that this week. Um but yeah, so so with Mithra, she has like a pretty skimpy outfit, like a lot of the female characters in Deal Chronicles too. Unless you're unless you're Morag. Is that her name? Morag? Oh my gosh. I get her, her. I, I called her Morgan for a long time, but I'm pretty sure her name's just Morag. Yeah, Morag. Okay, just want to make sure I got that right. Uh, there's a like an accent over the O, so I'm probably doing something wrong. Who knows? We're um, pronouncing it wrong, I guess. But yeah, so they um they covered up uh Mithra's legs with like these tights, and um I think pretty typical. Like people are are like, oh, that's like censorship and stuff um which again barely a thing like like i always say like i i'm i'm definitely against censoring things but at the same time most of the time it doesn't really matter that much um i do definitely think there's people who want that stuff so you know that's that's their own business basically but uh but i'm like hey don't change it if you don't have to um but obviously they they ended up doing so probably for esrb reasons not because of the esrb but probably cuz they were just like let's just you have to pay to like get rated by the ESRB, as far as I understand. And so, if you have to resend something after it's been edited to 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 basically fit the ESRB rating, you have to pay again for them to reevaluate it. So you'll just go ahead and like self so excuse me self censor um, content, so you don't have to worry about the ESRB stuff. So it's like, okay, we think this might push something over the edge, so let's go ahead and censor this, and then we just don't have to worry about it, um, even though it may have not bumped the rating at all um so they gave her like tights uh but what I think is most interesting about this story outside of just like me generally just complaining about censorship stuff um is that they actually took the outfit and put it back into Xenoblade Chronicles 2 as like an optional outfit so now you can just play with Mithra with tights Or you can just have Midra with tights, and I was I follow quite a bit of Xenoblade Chronicles Two fans because I just like Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and I like to follow a bunch of fan bases on Twitter, and it was really really kind of nice to see everybody like freaking out about it, and be like, oh those tights, and and seeing people do a bunch of drawings and stuff of it. I guess what I what is interesting about it is that it feels like it's kind of had a positive effect where it kind of wrapped back around in the game. Essentially, it's such a minor thing in Smash Brothers Ultimate, it's like a character portrait for her. It's barely even a thing. And then it like comes around I'm like, hey, we're just going to put a new outfit with her with like stockings on in, in the main game. And people were super into that. Um, so I guess you could say it's a win, lose. I don't know. I really don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I think they made like the best of a bad situation, possibly barely a bad situation. But, you know, it's 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 great that they they did that. I thought it was very entertaining and I, I liked seeing my Twitter feed like explode for a day regarding that. Uh, other than that, I am very poorly prepared and did not pull up the stuff I looked at on like Friday to talk about when I was trying to find news. I think the only news article I found was, uh, uh, if you remember a while ago, I had talked about God of protectors getting a third entry or as far as I can tell it's the third entry um, or Protect Me Night, as it's also known as, um, but they, they showed off, or they put out, like, a, I guess it's, like, a print ad or something, let me see where this. I'm looking at a Silicon Era article, Silicon Era, fix your website, please, I'm not a big fan of your website, I like, your content's fine, I'm, I, I'm, my mind's glazing over, I can't read this article right now, but basically, there's, like, some kind of print thing that came out, and, um, and uh it looks like it's pretty much more god of protectors but i think what's most important is that it looks like it's going to have online play which is great i think that's one of the biggest problems of the 3ds game is that it's very dependent on you playing multiplayer with other people for god of protectors and if you're not <laughs> playing multiplayer it becomes incredibly mind-numbing and grindy the end song is great but it's it's probably not worth playing through the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least for the 3ds1 unless you've got somebody to go with you uh i'd grinded through that whole game though and uh it was it was interesting it was it was pretty fun it actually got pretty challenging towards the end if you don't know god of Protect protectors basically like this uh i guess you call it like a tower defense but you have like a princess in the middle of town that's like sitting in a castle and you guys have to like sit there and, and defend defend the area and as of the second game there's like a pretty big environment that you can kind of walk around and move around And the further we get it from the princess like the less power you have so you, you have like this you can pick the princess up and carry her with you the princess can cast spells all that stuff but the ultimate objective is hey clear the map but don't have them destroy your castle i think the princess can't die either you have to do both of those things um it's like a four player thing or at least i think on 3ds it was a four player thing and the xbox 360 one's a lot more confined because it's four people on a on a single screen i don't think you can buy protect me knight anymore uh the original Xbox 360 one. I, I think that may have been an Xbox Indie game and and therefore is not available for purchase. Um, I could be wrong about that. I'm not sure. I, I don't think I have it downloaded on my Xbox 360. I should make sure I do that at some point <laughs> to make sure I hold on to that game. Xbox Live Indie game is a interesting uh interesting uh platform. I wish I wish I spent more time with it uh the biggest biggest game I I really got out of there was um what's that game called the undead syndrome I did a video about the undead undead syndrome it's probably pretty easy to find my website just go to the video section I'll link it just to make sure but yeah I don't think I ever did any content about protect me night I think I may have talked about on the podcast before outside of this more recent podcast um but it's been a while uh, and I probably, I, I don't think I had any particular thoughts about the game other than it was just very, very grindy. It's very charming, very grindy. <laughs> uh, the first game is actually very short. I think you can get through it in, like, less than 30 minutes. Uh, but it's a great, like, couch multiplayer game. I I, I really enjoyed enjoyed playing that one. So... I thought about doing a fortune cookie this week, but I was surprised I talked the full 21 minutes. So, so I guess we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end it there. Sorry if it was kind of all over the place. I literally was not. I had basically no notes here, and I was like just clicking through browser tabs that I opened up over the weekend uh, and did not close because like, and eh, maybe just talk about this on the podcast and then and then click through them. So sorry if you heard a bunch of uh, m- mouse clicking noises this podcast. <laughs> Um so uh my number 9 video uh I I pretty much finished the all the edits except for the final edit. So I just got to do the final edit of the uh the script and then I'll be good to go ahead and start recording. I'm debating getting a new microphone, but I don't think that's going to happen. My microphone stand is falling apart though. That might need to get replaced. <laughs> um um and then my team innocent video actually came along the script of it for it, it came along very quickly. I was surprised that it was it was starting off really bad. And then uh, it turned around very quickly. I was I was kind of shocked. So they're kind of almost in line at this point. I think there's a bit more editing that needs to be done on the Team Innocent video. Um, so I'm a little concerned that both of those videos are going to end up kind of like clogging each other up. If I keep working on them at the same pace. But at the same time I don't want to like just abandon one and not come back to it for a while. So I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with that. Um, I have an article idea that I might go ahead and just kind of draft up um this weekend i was a bit busy because we we're actually moving offices at my job so so i spent a good chunk of saturday out uh helping our office move um and uh and yeah i just kind of took it slow this weekend i feel like overall i just kind of poked around played a little bit of that studio bus game um yeah yeah so so we'll see Valkyrie chronicles 4 i definitely want to get back to uh but i need to i need to get a bit further on that and then i can do a quick play stream of it and then um And then from there, I'm not really sure what the plan is with that game other than just keep grinding on it. I'm going very slowly, but I'm really, I am enjoying it. I think I'm just having a hard time putting the time aside for it. It's very strange. I don't know how to put it. Um, Quick play stream this week is going to be, I guess, of uh, Money Idol Exchanger. Uh, I don't think I've done a quick play stream for that. I I thought I did, but then I tried to look it up. I could not find it. So if I do double up, I'm sorry. That's what I decided. If you let me know beforehand, I'll try to figure something out uh, to get a different quick play stream. But I, I think I just talked about it on a podcast at one point when the arcade version came to Switch. And I don't think I did any other content otherwise. Um, I will say with the quick play stream stuff, and I think I've said this before, I'm kind of getting pushed into a corner with it because when I moved out across the country, I prioritized bringing games I had not beaten. Um so, what's happening is I'm running into situations where I'm running out of games I'm familiar enough to talk about without playing them a significant chunk of time. So, I'm not really sure what to do. I'm definitely, I feel like I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel right now, but I'm still reliably finding stuff. But I think I'm going to hit my the, the end of my ability to do a weekly quick play stream for a while. So I'm not sure if I'm going to replace it with something else or just hold off. I'm hoping to get all my stuff out here by early next year. So then I could pick it back up. Um, but I'm just not sure what's going to happen with that. Uh, Lost Dimension stream this week. Maybe the last Lost Dimension stream. I'm not really sure. The mission says the final mission. I don't know if I trust that. Um, there's another slot on the, the menu that makes it look like there could be another set of levels. So I, I think it may be, maybe, uh, trying to, to deceive me. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about for the next stream game, maybe we'll do Lost Kingdoms 2. That is what I'm debating. I remember I said Cynthia the Knight beforehand, but I'm kind of rolling out of the feeling of wanting to play Cynthia the Night. So, I'm not really sure if I want to dedicate myself to that without wanting to, like, feel in it to some extent. I I was feeling it a while ago, but I think Lost Dimensions ended up taking longer. It actually, it's actually shorter than I thought, but I just, the feeling to play something at night came in the middle of me playing Lost Dimensions, so I just didn't really, um, didn't really put the, uh, I guess I, that the feeling of wanting to tackle that has passed by. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'll see what I can do for the quick play streams. Uh, th- but yeah, this week's going to be uh, Money Idol Exchanger, and we're going to finish up Lost Dimensions possibly. I'll try to figure out something to kind of fill in time if we end up ending too early. I might just play more Ghost Squad because I want to beat Ghost Squad. But holy crap, that game's super repetitive. <laughs> um, um, so we may just fill some time with that, and then uh, and then find something else, or maybe I'll just play some Final Fantasy XIV. But I really don't have any like anything in Final Fantasy XIV that's like, oh, let me just hop in and do this. I, I'm kind of still getting on my my feet in that game, and I am not really at a position where I can just like just be like, oh, I feel comfortable just doing something. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I guess that's it. gonna do it for this week. Thanks for listening. Um and then yeah uh I, otherwise I don't think there's gonna be any content this week I apologize I am sorry <laughs> stuff has slowed down unfortunately it's 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 frustrating and maybe if you're consuming content I know it's probably frustrating for you too that every update is a podcast or stream it's uh, I I'm debating maybe splitting the the output of content but I feel like every time I split my content I get really it just never works out the way I wanted it to. It's, it's part of the reason why I haven't like done any more Final Fantasy XI data mining stuff. Because I just I, I need to find a home for it. And I want to just put it on my website. But it also doesn't feel like it fits my website. So I kind of want to move to another blog. But I don't want to split my content. It's, it's, it's kind of a pain. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Alright, I will let you go for real. Thank you. Have a great week. Goodbye.